In this presentation, we will continue on with the topic of how can a traditional IRA be opened, focusing in on the individual retirement account. This information can be found in publication 590A, Individual Retirement Account. An individual retirement account is a trust or custodial account set up in the United States for the exclusive benefit of you or your beneficiary. The account is created by a written document. The document must show that the account meets all the following requirements. The trustee or custodian must be a bank, federally insured credit unit or savings and loan associate or any entity approved by the IRS to act as a trustee or custodian. So note what we're doing typically here is working often with financial institutions, a bank, a federally insured credit unions or savings and loan association, and they're going to act as the custodian. So the custodian or trustee is going to be basically you're thinking of someone, a third party that is holding on to the investment and they're holding on to it in your, for your benefit in trust for you as in essence an agent for you. And of course the plan then is that we put the money into an account that would basically be set up typically from a financial institution, possibly uh, the bank, and they would be acting as the trustee or custodian, holding onto that money and making sure that they are in compliance with the laws and regulations for it. Also under the new umbrella of it being an IRA type of account or that being part of their uh, agreement, the goal is, of course, to account for any gains and losses with the investment as is appropriate and report as is appropriate with regards to the IRA agreement and then give the disbursements in accordance with the conditions of the agreement as well at the point in time that the money would be dispersed from the IRA, typically at the point of retirement, but possibly before if there are certain conditions for that. Next item, the trustee or custodian generally can't accept contributions of more than the deductible amount for the year. However, rollover contributions and employer contributions to a SEP can be more than this amount. So we have to consider in our head what's the difference between basically a rollover, and we'll talk more about this later, and what's going to be a normal type of contribution. So there's limits to the type of contributions we can have, and we'll discuss more on what these limits are later as well. The rollovers are going to be something different because you can imagine a situation where you have money into one a type of retirement account and you want to put it into some other type of retirement account well how are you that's not a contribution it's not like you're taking money out of a retirement account that you already have tax benefits on uh and, and putting new and and then putting new money into another account you're, you're in essence just rolling over so you would think that the tax consequence would be basically the same it shouldn't count as in other words a distribution and then a contribution because if you did that it wouldn't be good because you'd have a distribution which you'd be taxed and penalized on probably and then a contribution which could be over the limit because it would be a large contribution when in essence you're in the same spot after the uh, rollover so you would think that you'd be able to just roll over the money from one uh, type of retirement account that's in a similar type of umbrella type of situation similar restrictions to another type of retirement account so that's one of the things we'll talk about later contributions except for rollover contributions must be in cash so when we put the money into the ira typically we need to have the cash to do so and of course this is a big restriction to the individual retirement accounts and it's also one of the reasons it's such a big benefit because the what the what the government is trying to do is incentivize people to save money so they're trying to incentivize people to save money 
And of course, in order to save money, we have to have enough money to save to get the tax benefits. So this is one of those types of tax benefits that you have to have the money, of course, to generally to put in to the account so that uh, you can get the, the tax benefits for the incentive that the IRS or the government is trying to give, incentivizing people to save money for retirement. You must have a non-forfeitable right to the amount at all times. Money in your account can't be used to buy a life insurance policy. Assets in your account can be com can't be combined with other property except in a common trust fund or a common investment fund. You must start receiving distributions by April 1st of the year following the year in which uh, you reach age 70 and a half. See publication 590B for more information uh, required minimum distributions or RMDs. So in other words, we're putting money into the IRA. You can imagine the, what's happening when, when we do that. We're looking to get the deduction now at the point in time we put it in. Let's just imagine, you know, we're 35 now. We put the money into the IRA. We get the deduction up front. We're hoping for it to grow as well because we're putting it into stocks, bonds, bank accounts, something that will hopefully go up. Doesn't mean it has to because the stock market could go down or something funny could happen. But we're hoping it goes up in value. And then we're going to have to take it out at some point in time. Now, if we're doing well in retirement, if we have other money, we might say, I don't want to, I don't want to take it out. I've got plenty of money. I don't want to take the, I don't want to take it out of uh, the IRA. I just want it to keep on growing in there. Well, the, the government says, once you hit this point, you're going to have to take it out. There's going to be some required types of distributions at some point in time. And that's going to be on the distribution side. And when that happens, they're going to trigger the distribution and you're going to have to pay taxes on that uh, amount once it comes out typically. So what you want to do when you just consider that from a tax planning standpoint, when, when you get to retirement, you have to realize that the traditional IRA is going to be taxed when you take it out as well as like 401k plans. And it would be nice that if you had some money in um, non-traditional IRA or something else like a Roth IRA or some other kind of investment so that you can you can live on a pretty good income without having to um, without having to take all of your money out of a taxable account that would be kind of nice to have so as you think about that on the retirement side we here focusing in on the contribution side but as you consider this from the retirement side uh, which of course you might want to consider now early during the contribution side then you want to think about how can I take money out when I retire and 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 be able to live off a good amount of money without being in a very high tax bracket because all the money I take out is taxable as it will be and if I take it all out of traditional IRAs would like to have some money uh, somewhere else that I could take out live on and and not have it be uh, subject to taxes if that was possible if that's possible could save on taxes in the future.